Hello, this is Open Ended, a podcast where truly no topics are off limits, and I'm your host, Callie Wiesner. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi everyone, it's Callie. Welcome back to a new episode. I am, like, I don't even know how to talk talk about this, but I'm so sorry. It's been a month since my last upload, and that's honestly crazy. Um, I guess I'll kind of go into a little bit of background about why I basically took a month off. Um, I was feeling really burnt out, and I know I haven't been super consistent with uploads this last probably year, honestly. Um, maybe not a year, but the last six months at least. Um. Yeah, I haven't been super consistent with uploading, and I guess, for me at least, I've been feeling super burnt out recently, and um, the podcast was something I kind of put off to the side a little bit for a little bit of time, because I just, it added to my stress, but at the same time, I was thinking about it constantly, so it really didn't help, so I figured to kind of help me process it, I might as well just, like, do it, and so I can feel less burnt out, and kind of be really interested in a topic for a little bit, and not have to think about all the stuff I have to do. Because that's what I wanted to, that was one of like the five main goals that I wanted to do for the podcast was kind of make myself feel better a little bit and kind of have something where I could be really engaged for a certain amount of time and not have to think about all the things that I have to do and just kind of talk. And talking is cathartic, at least for me. Um, It's a way that I kind of process things. It's just talking to myself, but talking to yourself is weird. So I talk to my phone which then people can listen to. It's a very weird concept. Anyway, so I thought a lot about what I wanted to do for this week's episode because I was like, okay, I could do like burnout, burnout part two. And I was like, no, I just did that. That would be bad because I just talked about it. And then I was like, okay, well, what if I talk about when, what happens when a passion ends, like a school support, sport or something like that. Um, and I thought that could be really interesting to talk about. So that's what we're going to talk about this week is basically what happens when your school sport ends or your club ends or something that happens, like something you're really passionate about, it ends because you're either done with that high school season or it's just the time of your life when something ends. And at least for me, um, I did cheerleading for all four years of high school and it was something that I was really passionate about. I loved it. It was super fun and it was it, I've grown so much from it. I've learned so much from it. So I guess I kind of want to talk about like how I've kind of coped with it ending and kind of how you can kind of cope with it too, I guess. Um, so let's get underway. So I guess I'll kind of start with what I think a lot of us learn and kind of what I specifically learned from cheerleading. So for me, I definitely learned how to deal with people that I didn't necessarily like 100% of the time. And I know that sounds bad. But I think for a lot of people in dealing with a school sport, it's kind of you're dealing with the same people constantly. And sometimes you will butt heads a little bit or disagree on things. Um, And it's kind of a matter of being like, you know what, that's okay. We're going to disagree. Let's just compromise and move on. And that's something I think you definitely learn is working with other people in a way that kind of maintains the relationship and makes it better. Um, Also kind of dealing with having new leadership thrown in if you're like halfway through your seat or like you are in your, um, going into new year of high school and you get a new coach. 
for me, um, I was on JV my freshman year and then varsity my sophomore through senior and then the comp team my senior year. Um, we didn't have a competition team those past two, uh, my sophomore or junior year. So I was not on the comp team, obviously. Um, but yeah, we got a new coach my senior year of high school, which was, it was weird. We started off, uh, nobody really agreed with one another. It was a little, little awkward, I'll say. It was kind of just like everyone was a little bit upset. We were just like, okay, like what's happening? This is a new coach. She has a lot of interesting rules. Um, and we just didn't, we didn't, it was hard to kind of deal with new leadership, I think for a lot of us, but as time went on, we were kind of be able to like work better as a team. We ended up having a really, really solid relationship as a team. We ended up working really well together, especially on the comp team, um, the sideline team, which was our varsity team. Um, we obviously had fewer practices, so we, it was harder to kind of build that bond. Um, but yeah, having that new sense of leadership was really hard and it's kind of just navigating that I think is something that you can't really teach people how to navigate that because it's so hard to like, because every experience is so different. I'll just say that it's different for everyone and kind of navigating that it's up to you and kind of how you think it should be navigated. Navigated? Sure. I can say that. Um, so yeah, um, I guess another thing I learned was just how to effectively like work at something to achieve a common goal. For us, we ended up placing seventh at nationals out of 12 teams, which was, it was pretty good. Um, and then we ended up placing first at CCS, the central coast section kind of competition, which is our last one. So we ended up learning, I think as a group, just how you can slowly, but surely practice and work hard on something and really cultivate a skill to be able to achieve what you honestly didn't think you'd be able to achieve. Um, we did think we would place higher at nationals, but that was okay. We were just, we found ourselves being really hard on ourselves and kind of strict with ourselves and being like, okay, we need to do well. And in hindsight, I don't think we truly realized like how crazy it was. It was our first year for all of us competing ever at nationals. And we placed pretty high. I mean, seventh place, it's not like the top four or whatever, but it's pretty high. Um, and I think that kind of showed us like, oh, like it's not, we were initially all very disappointed because we thought we were going to place higher, but we're, we kind of were just like, okay, well, we still did well. We still worked really hard. We did everything right. We just, we were a new team. And I think when you're a newer team, it's harder to kind of place higher because you're just not as experienced in the competition kind of procedure or whatever what have you. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a couple things I learned. I mean, it's hard to kind of say specifics about what I learned because I think for a lot of people, it's an overall, it's so ingrained in you. It's kind of, you don't even really think about it. It's just something that you know, and it kind of creates that routine in you and kind of allows you to be able to work and work with other people and also work with yourself kind of, you know, if that makes sense. Um, and if anybody that's in the sport, you know, it teaches you discipline in a way that, um, in a way that nothing else really can. I think that academics can keep, can teach you some discipline, but sports can teach you discipline like no other. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, it's hard to kind of say what you've learned because it's so individualized, but then it's also the common efforts. It's just, it's tricky. Um, 
So I guess I'll kind of shift into what, um, I guess I've kind of done to kind of deal with something that was really passionate and because initially I was kind of sad. I was like, Oh, I'm not actually going to cheer practice every single day and working with this group of girls and we're not doing all these things again. And initially, yeah, I was sad. I was like, Oh, okay, that's done. What else do I do with my time? But there was some relief there because I had been doing something for so long. There were moments where I did feel burnt out, but I just had to keep going. And that kind of made me feel really good and it made me feel a lot better. Um, but now I had, now I have so much more freedom to kind of do what I want and I'm not kind of barred to a certain schedule. And that is, was daunting at first, but I kind of realized that, okay, I have more freedom, but also more responsibility to kind of cultivate certain things that I want to cultivate and, um, just kind of re making new passions for myself because I think when a certain passion ends like a high school sport you need to be able to replace it with another passion that you have for example if you were doing cheerleading you could do like running or something so instead of having a two-hour cheer practice you could like run for an hour and then like stretch for an hour you know what I'm saying or like if you were doing football and you're having practices all the time, you can replace that with like going to the gym or like hanging out with friends and all you can, for me at least what I found to be, or what I've kind of discovered that I need to start doing is replacing my passion with another passion um, and kind of creating different passions for myself that I can actually like, that I can work on, that I can actually get better at and see improvement. Um, so I can feel that kind of, I can get that dopamine hit again and kind of realize that, oh yeah, that was actually really, I, there, there are other things that I can feel passionate about that are physical or just like team bonding or that actually make me feel good. Um, so that's, I haven't started doing that yet, but just kind of talking it out, I've kind of realized that, oh yeah, like a passion is sometimes like a habit when a passion ends that you can't really do again. And then you're put in that really unique situation like a habit, you need to be able to replace it with something like whether that's you want to stop drinking, you drink a LaCroix instead. If you are put into a position where you can't do cheer anymore, you do a different form of exercise, whatever that may be. Um, So yeah, because cheer is the type of thing where it's like you can't really do that by yourself in your own time. I mean, you can, but you can't, you know what I'm saying? Um, so kind of replacing that with something else I think is going to be really helpful. Um, and, but when you also end a passion, there's like, I kind of alluded to earlier, there's so much freedom that you get because that certain block of time, you just, you can do whatever you want. And that's scary. I was initially like, Oh, I don't know what to do with all this time. And I have been as of late kind of just using that time to just go on my phone, procrastinate more on assignments. And what I've kind of realized is that actually is making me feel worse than of course, you know, being with people and going to cheer practice. So what I've kind of realized is that, okay, like I need to create better habits for myself and create more, like basically I know I'm being super repetitive, but doing things that actually are going to make me feel better and kind of replicate those feelings that I had. So whether that's like reading or doing projects or researching stuff or do new four times of exercise that I really like 
um, things like that, or like cooking. I don't know. It could be a myriad of things. Um, but I think for a lot of people, they don't realize that they're actually alternatives to their sport that they've done or the cer- their certain passion. I know it's like with older people where they can't like crochet anymore because they have like Parkinson's or carpal tunnel that's really bad or something like that. So for them, maybe that's like reading about crochet or watching movies about crochet or maybe just doing another something that's really similar to crochet that is not crochet if that makes sense it's kind of it's very individualized with that type of thing and I feel like there isn't one formula I mean old people maybe aren't the best example but you get what I'm saying um so yeah and I kind of I want to really create this episode to be kind of like it's okay that a passion ends when you knew it was going to end because ultimately a lot of things in our life aren't finite or aren't infinite and they have a finite end so It's kind of take heart in the fact that other people are feeling sad when their high school sport ends and they do feel a little bit depressed because they've have, they've been doing it for a long time or in college or sports are on a whole nother level. I mean, if you've been doing it for most of your life, that's a whole nother thing, but this is just for high school because that high ending a high school sport won't put you into a huge major depression like what do I do with my life anymore it puts you in a disappointed phase like whether if you want to do it for college or you're just disappointed with yourself that it ended and that you could have done more to kind of cultivate that skill for yourself or you could have done more to kind of be able to do it in college or be able to do it at the pro professional level um Sometimes there's a little bit of disappointment there. Like, could I have done more to be able to do this for longer because I'm so passionate about it? For sure. Was I going to do more if I was, if I redid it again? Maybe not. That isn't really in our control and we shouldn't really worry about that because this is the present and this is how our cards have played out. And so I think making us feel better and kind of still stay engaged with that topic is maybe watching videos about people doing it or kind of looking back in old photos and that can sometimes make us feel worse for sure but maybe it's like practicing similar skills or joining like a recreational type league that have done similar things I think that will that is kind of what makes you feel better too but if you can't completely if you can't like halfway replace like that then I think for a lot of people for high school sport it's replacing it with another type of exercise that is similar but you can continue to do not necessarily on team so like if you're into football maybe it's you like to go to the gym and do kind of those uh football style movements where maybe you're doing if you're if you're on the defensive line maybe it's doing certain squats or certain exercise that you would do in football that kind of makes you feel like you are weight training for football again or if it's swimming than doing than going into the pool and pretending you're at a swim meet maybe that's not exactly realistic or maybe you feel you will feel dumb doing it but you know sometimes that's kind of what you need or if it's cheerleading maybe you are you do some of those motions again or you do jumps you try to get your jumps better maybe because it makes you feel good when you're getting when you're seeing progress or it's like joining maybe a recreational cheerleading squad or something like that that doesn't really cheer it for anyone but you know I, that may exist, um, or it's just doing some, or maybe it's switching cheerleading out for dance and just joining a dance class or 
doing yoga or working on your stretching, stuff like that. There's, I feel like there's always alternatives for really any sport if you can't do it anymore. Um, so it's just kind of figuring out what is best for you and what is most sustainable. Um, so for me, I've kind of realized that, oh yeah, maybe I can switch my cheerleading out for a different type of physical activity that I can actually like enjoy. Um, because for me, I know I've shared this before, but, um, I've experienced depression, anxiety and all that stuff. And exercise has been really key and kind of making me feel a little bit better, but I'm really bad with keeping up with it. Um, and so I've kind of realized like, okay, I actually need to get my ass up and do it because it'll make me feel so much better. And I don't know why I don't do it. I enjoy it. I just, my brain is so addicted to sabotaging itself. That just keeps happening and it's hard to stop. Um, because self-sabotage runs so, so deep. Um, anyway, I feel like that's for an episode another day, but just, I want you just feel comforted in the fact that other people are sad that their high school sport has ended and that they're actively trying to find alternatives because it makes you feel sad when something has ended. I mean, none, nobody really likes goodbyes unless it's, you were in a really bad place and saying goodbye makes you feel like you're in a better place, but nobody actively likes them. So kind of being able to say goodbye to something, but also say hello to a similar thing, I think is super key. Um, and creating alternatives for yourself or really maybe just doing a full 180 and kind of restructuring your life is what you need. I don't know what you need. Um, because sometimes when you don't have that passion to kind of help you, you feel more burnt out than ever because school just is constantly surrounding you because you have nothing else, um, that you can really focus on, on getting better at besides school. And that just sucks. I think at some point we realized that, oh, that, oh yeah, school isn't something that I feel passionate about anymore because I've been doing it for so long and I haven't really been able to have to take a break. And so creating something else that kind of takes away from doing school 100% of the time is super, super helpful. And at least for me, I, I again, I know I'm being repetitive, but when I stopped doing a sport I was super passionate about and I was only doing school, I felt a hundred times more burnt out than I ever have in my whole life because I haven't had something that I could focus on that wasn't school because my main things have been if I'm not doing school, I'm doing my sport or I'm sometimes hanging out with friends or I'm kind of working on something for a club or like for me with my gold award project, that was something that really took away from school and I wasn't doing sports a lot of the time, but do I really want to take on another passion project that'll take a long time to do? I mean, I guess I'll get the fulfillment of doing something, but is there more I can do? And I think I need to realize that it's okay to be doing not a sport right now, but to be able to feel less burnt out, I need to figure out other things that make me feel passionate about life or about what I'm doing. It really kind of make me feel happier because when I wasn't doing something that I was really passionate about and that actually made me happy and that took me away from kind of being in my head, I felt a lot better, if that makes sense. I was not in my own brain because I think for so much of the time, the reason why we feel so burnt out is because we're so exhausted constantly being in our own brains and not thinking and thinking about all the repercussions of what we're doing 
or just be like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this because and there's always a reason why we don't want to do something. And most of the time it's because it makes us feel dumb or we're not figuring something else or we're just so tired. We don't want our brains to be more tired, but we have to complete the thing. So it's a really kind of interesting dynamic you kind of have to navigate once you a passion like a high school sport has ended because you just feel you experience so much more burnout and so much more exhaustion than you did before, which makes more which makes no sense. You were working super hard before and you were working not physically but mentally too. So you're like, why wouldn't I be more tired? But there's a diff there's a huge difference between being emotionally tired and physically tired because emotionally tired, your body's ready to go, but your brain is saying, no, I need rest and figuring out how you can get that rest is super, super important because I, at least in my opinion, social media drains us from so much emotional and mental energy than we even realize it does. It's crazy. There's, I wouldn't say that they're toxic because there are good things that can come out of social media. I think that kind of branding all social media as toxic is a little bit premature because um, it it has some redeeming qualities. And I may be, this may show how far gone I am into the social media void, but I do think, or that I'm just naive and optimistic, Um, but I do think that not all social media is bad. I mean, yes, there's like Twitter, which is usually generally bad. It's either about making fun of someone or making other people feel bad. Um, but ones like Instagram, it was originally made to make you feel connected with your peers. So for me, it's Instagram has really been about making me feel connected, kind of sharing things with my life. And that's kind of what, that's kind of one of the reasons why I haven't posted so much is because I kind of have been trying to figure out how much I want to post of my life. And I've, it's, I've just started to figure out but it, what it is, but I've kind of, I've taken it away from, oh, these people are living such a cool life to, wow, these people are living their lives. Maybe I should share more about my life too. Or if I don't want to, I just don't want to. Um, I also love getting book recommendations from Instagram too. Um, on my little like explore page, I love looking at book recommendations there that's that and like cooking videos and maybe like aesthetic videos are what like makes me feel good and makes really makes me like feel better than just looking at what other people are doing with their lives because at least it's something where it's like you can't really compare yourself to it because you're not like a chef or you can't really compare yourself to a book on Instagram you know or if it's like an aesthetic video it's like well those people is obviously like a travel person or ooh, that's something cool I could do in the future um I know that was a huge tangent that I just went on that was not related to what happens when a passion ends, but maybe it was. Um, maybe when I listen to it back, I'll be like, okay, that actually does actually make sense. Um, but yeah, all that was to basically say that um, just finding a place for yourself is really good. And when you're feeling burnt out, it's important to be able to replace something replace your burnout or rest yourself by doing something that makes you feel invigorated whether that is actually resting and like taking a nap or figuring out things that isn't just like social media or figuring out what drains you emotionally and physically and mentally the most that's in my opinion all you can really do um 
And all that's to say, kind of, it's not a perfect science and it's very individualized. So I might be talking out of my ASS here, but you ultimately need to figure out what, what works best for you. Um, and I, I initially didn't want to make this podcast a huge, like, advice type thing, but I think that's kind of what it's kind of morphed itself into is sharing personal experience, but also sharing really good advice. And you know, that wasn't necessarily my intent, but I think that's kind of where it's going. And I beat myself up for such a long time for it being a, um, advice podcast, but cause I ultimately was like, well, am I really credible? Like, should I really be giving out advice if I'm not actually following through with my advice? And I think what I've realized is that kind of at least getting good advice out there is really all you can do. And maybe sometimes I'm not exactly following my advice, but I don't think everybody follows their advice 100% of the time. So, like, that's okay. That's at least how I justify it to myself. Maybe that's not necessarily the healthiest way, but that's how I justify it. Um, But anyway, I'm talking about so many tangents today. Um, But basically, it all drills down to find something that works for you, that makes you feel less burnt out, that replaces the passion that ended. And while also, I guess kind of leaning into that sadness a little bit. And I know I've talked about this before, but leaning into that sadness, I think is what helps you do it. You can't just completely shove the sadness away and be like, nope, I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to be depressed that something ended. Or I'm not going to be overwhelmed because now I have all this time. You kind of need to lean into that for a little bit to kind of realize what your next step is because that gives you more time um, to kind of figure out what your next step is. I know that that was so redundant what I just said, but you get what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I hope this was actually helpful. I was, I know I was incredibly repetitive in this podcast and I kind of jumped all around the plate, all around the world, not around the world, all over the place. Jeez. I cannot talk today. Um, clearly I need some more practice going back to episodes. So let me know if you like this podcast. I believe you can rate podcasts on Spotify now, which is pretty cool. So leave me a rating if you would like to, um, no pressure. But if you want more info about the podcast or you want updates, please follow the Instagram at openendedpod, O-P-E-N-E-N-D-E-D-P-O-D, all lowercase, no dots or dashes. Um, I don't post on there a ton. I usually only post stories when there's a new episode, but I've been thinking about revamping it recently and like posting more um, and maybe posting my face for once. That might be cool. Um, So yeah, if you want more content, follow that. Otherwise, new episodes are out on pretty much all podcast um, platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, no, it's not Google, Apple Podcasts, sorry, Um, and I believe a couple others. They're just not coming to my mind at this moment. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and come back next week for a new episode. Stay tuned. Um, I hope you all have a great day, week, month, or year. Okay, see you guys next week. Bye-bye.